Looks like we're heading back to the reef. It's time to take on Prison of Elders again in the spring update. And is that a taken shader? All that and more coming up. You're listening to Destiny the Show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to DTS 89. I'm BBK Dragoon, joined as always by my great co host, Diddy. How are you doing this week? Doing awesome. This whole week was really nice, but today, 40 degrees in Texas. Hate it. It's windy, too. Allergy season has begun. Lots oh, to talk about been this sniffling. week. We didn't think the Bungie Weekly Updater this week at Bungie was going to drop the bomb that it did, but boom, boom, lots to actually talk about. That Marty O'Donnell interview, plenty of cool stuff coming up today, but what did you play? I played a bunch of Destiny. I've been doing the New Monarchy faction um, class item quest, exotic quest for my exotic hunter cloak. Um, I did the Crucible portion, that's what I was focusing on this week, and I've just started to do the Heroic Strikes portion of it. I think there's about 10 of them to do. And uh, I pulled out the Universal Remote this week from the vault. I've just been doing double shotguns and PvE, and it's it's so much fun, and it's so sad, <laughs> so sad that there's not a year two version of the Universal Remote, because it's such a good gun. It is pretty rad. We should run some Heroic Strikes after the show today if you're going to play it all. I Let's do did. It. Division and Destiny, mainly Division once again, but this will probably be my last big week of the Division. Hopping on, doing my dailies. I like Division, but I'm reaching that point, like about 50 hours on the character, and now all it is is really min-maxing, trying to get a build that I really like. Mm. Until we know what incursions are, like we know what they kind of are, endgame PvE, but until we really know how good they are, I'm not sure how much further I want to gear up. Like, I'm pretty well geared towards doing this endgame stuff. It's just odd. If incursions fall on their face and don't deliver, endgame division isn't going to last people three months because what are you powering up for? To do the dark zone even better? Like, if you've got 60, 70 hours into your character, you're pretty much buttoned up against the I've got the goodest stuff I can get sort of (laughs) right now. So that's my little spiel there. And Division, excuse me, Destiny, I played some PvP, did the Nightfall. Dude, John Cena. Can we talk about John <laughs> Cena for a second? Shield yeah, Brothers Strike, Brothers Solar Burn. Solar Burn. Oh, my word, dude. That last fight. If anybody watched last week's DTS and looked at the score screen when it finished, I had like <laughs> 203 kills. I was kind of embarrassed. Yeah, uh, Lurker Zero, a friend of the show, and I, we tried to do the Nightfall just by ourselves, and um, I was using not my best gear because I wanted to use Solar Burn, um, and mm-hmm. I was sitting around 300 light with that gear on. Yeah, It was like, oh my gosh, one shot when you're 30 feet away from the, uh, the John Cena boss. <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> All right, let's hop into the news, man. First up, this week at Bungie, big update, the Destiny update 2.2.0 will be deploying April 12th, 2016. From now on, this is going to be referred to as the April update. With it comes new PvE challenges, new and updated gear, new quest featuring the Blighted Chalice Strike, increased max light and rewards, sandbox and crucible updates, 
and more. Diddy, what's the most important part about this post? It's that picture, right? Well, I was gonna say new PVE content. That's the new. That's the most important part to me. But taken shader, and they're wearing Prison of Elders gear. Well, should we say new PVE challenges to be specific? You right. Don't want to get yeah. in trouble there. So yeah, okay. So it might not be new PVE content. It might be rehashed older content or PVE content um, that is just more challenging this time. So taken versions of Vault of Glass, Quarter's End, maybe. Mm, I think Poe because we're seeing the picture. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be because the picture they're in the reef. It's three guardians wearing House of Wolves gear, and they've got a Taken shader on. So the whole suspicion is that we're going to do a Taken Prison of Elders, right? Yeah, and it's not going to be necessarily a shader for your gear. It's going to be in that instance you are mm. taken. Yeah, that's that's yeah. one of the theories floating around right now. Uh, much like uh, when you're torn. In King's Fall Raid, you become invisible. It's going to be something like that. It's going to be a PVE environment change that forces you into that skin. That would be pretty cool because I don't see a Taken shader working in PVP. I doubt that would be something where your head's like glowing with smoke <laughs> and you just... Who knows though, man? Who who really knows here? So new and updated gear. Didn't get any pictures or details about that. The next three weeks of streams though, they're talking to us about all this new stuff, right? Yeah. Absolutely. They're going to do three separate streams over the next three weeks on Wednesday, March 23rd, Wednesday, March 30th, and Wednesday, April 6th, all at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to show off these um, in typical Bungie, Destiny era fashion. They're going to show off the new content on a Twitch stream. This Wednesday, the 23rd, they're showing off new things to do. The following week, March 30th, new things to earn. And then April 6th, the week before the April update releases, is the Sandbox and Crucible update stream. So new things to do. I'm going to throw in my, my ball into the speculation pit. I think we're going to see like a couple new quests and those quests culminating mm -hmm. with the new Blighted Chalice Strike. When... I read Blighted Chalice Strike, immediately I'm thinking Hellmouth, I can't remember what Reddit thread it was, but some people data mining some relationship to the Hellmouth, maybe a Taken version of the Fogoth Strike? Yeah, I would say that's pretty safe. Um, I did see that post on Reddit as well, they're data mining this information, um, and I think it was like the, the Grimoire card description of the Blighted Quest, or Blighted Chalice. Uh, yeah, so it's it's pretty cool. And other than that, I think we're gonna see taken prison of elders with updated rewards. Re replayability is the key word that stands out. I was talking with aviators last night, and that's one of the key marketing phrases used when prison of elders was being revealed for the House of Wolf streams. Replayability. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna see Vault of Glass <laughs> or Crota's End updates anymore after this picture. Yeah, uh, it's very obviously says Prison of Elders here with the gear and just more arena challenges. We talked about this with House of Wolves when it was out. Just more arena challenges thrown into the mix. We think that those encounters would be fairly easy to incorporate um, because the, the platform's already there, the environment. It's got the, the four areas. Maybe they're going to add some more, but it's easy. Just five waves, add a boss, there you go. What Prison of Elders should have been, we talked a lot when the arena game type name was thrown around before we knew what PoE was going to be. We wanted it to be this super replayable horde mode, Destiny being so perfectly set up for some kind of 
horde survival. I'm, I'm careful to use the word survival here because I don't think it should be endless, but a game mode kind of like Firefight in which there's detailed scoring for DPS and the mm-hmm. amount of Cabal killed or solar damage done and awesome rewards. So there's a real reason to go back and play it a bunch. Prison of Elders, I think the two things that hurt it in the sense of replayability was the rewards just flat out stunk. I, it's, <laughs> I think it's pretty easy to say that, don't you? Yeah, and the fact that they're no longer really usable now. They weren't yeah. brought into year two. It's, they're very specific, they were very niche, and they weren't really useful. No, the ship, the Skolas ship, I love, and I still oh, love yeah. that ship, but mm-hmm. that's that's about it. And the scoring was just what we're used to. At the end of each room, you'd see who did the most kills. That's nice, but we want to see DPS. We want to see how much of yeah. X damage you're doing to X enemy type. Like, just think of Halo 3 campaign scoring. They innovated big time with that back in 2007. Yeah, exactly. And when you mentioned the scoring, think of the... Um King's Fall, again, if you Mm -hmm. wipe, you get to see how much damage was done to Golgroth or the sisters in that fight, but it's only in the death screen. I want to see that stat outside of the death screen. I want to see, they're obviously tracking it somehow, Um, Mm -hmm. but it's not like, oh, I want to go back on Bungie Net after our raid sessions. I want to see who did the most damage to the boss. Maybe that can help my, my clan planned like oh, okay so you're a bo- you're a boss dps guy you're an ad control guy because with prison of elders there was um i forget i think it was Iraq uh, where um, he makes the fire on the ground or whatever yeah yeah that final room the two people i was playing with they would be on ad control and i would just be focusing the boss and so like every hmm. time the round would end it would be like bd diddy one kill and it was the boss <laughs> because that's what that was my job i want to see more stats that affect you know not just kills because I had that one kill. You're like, what are you doing the whole time? Well, I'm, I'm killing the boss. You know, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> what stands out to me is a huge plus for them re-upping Prison of Elders. Endgame three-man content. We like raiding, but getting six people together for two hours if you're doing King's Fall, scheduling that is kind of difficult. Whereas I mm-hmm. always found with Prison of Elders for like the six weeks after House of Wolves came out, I could always find a couple other people to do it with. A lot easier than doing raid content. And moving forward, we've said, you've said like a billion times, don't abandon the arena game mode. This has so much potential moving forward. This is not something that should be left out in the cold. Yeah, exactly. We have story missions. We have strikes. We have crucible. We have raids. We have arena game modes now. If they add it into one DLC and then don't touch it ever again, that makes no sense to me. It would be as if, think of it this way, if strikes were added in to House of Wolves and we had Prison of Elders from the beginning, if they don't add a strike in in the rest of Destiny's future, but they kept adding arena game modes, it would be that same concept. Strikes are really cool. They're really cool short instances, PvE um, boss in journeys, uh, encounters, those are really cool, really fun to do. But if they weren't added ever again, then I would be like, oh, that's dumb. I don't want to do those again. No, I'd love to see more strikes included. I'm glad that we're getting a strike with the spring update, to be honest. Even if it is just a remix of the old one, more stuff is more stuff to do. I was just thinking with raids, they put a lot of effort and time building those raid instances. Mm -hmm. But we know statistically... 
In general, less than 20% of the population even completes them, and less for the hard mode stuff. So much money and resources goes towards that. Wouldn't you want that content to be experienced by more people? I'm not saying do away with raids. I'm just pointing out something here where the developer is going to look at the situation and go, hmm, diehard hardcore people want more raids. But that represents a very small part of the community who's actually experiencing a lot of this content. WoW had a similar issue back near the end of Vanilla WoW. A lot of the raids were extremely difficult, but people who completed them hold them in the highest regards. Like those were considered some of the hardest, best raids ever. Obviously, rose-colored glasses when you look back. Nostalgia changes everything. But it was like less than 2% completed Nax. And that was one of the final Vanilla raids. And it's like, the developer doesn't want to pour money and resources into something that only gets completed by such a small percentile. I would wager Prison of Elders had a much larger completion rate. Not not just Skull Loss, you know, but the 34 versions, don't you think? Yeah, I would say so. And the fact is, make them more available to a larger portion of the population. Maybe add an LFG system in. The reason Please, Prison of Elders yeah. was really popular is because there was a version of it where you could matchmake into it. The 34. So you could matchmake the 34 versions. Couldn't matchmake the level 35 version, but you're exactly right. In the division... I can matchmake my dailies, the challenge mission, and Dark Zone. I can matchmake all the end game stuff. And that is so nice, not having to scrounge together. I wouldn't play the division if it didn't have that, to be honest with you, because I do not have the time to get three other people on who have similar gear score as me and to schedule that kind of stuff. In Destiny, I want to see that, even if it's just for normal mode. I'm not saying it needs to be matchmade for hard mode. But there's a lot of great content in Destiny that's not been experienced by a ton of people because of lack of matchmaking for these activities. Yeah, and here's the key word there. Can matchmake. You can play it solo in the Division, am I wrong? Yes, you can. You, you can do it solo, so that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't force people to matchmake. You give them the option, do you want to play it solo, or do you want to matchmake this activity? Yeah, good point, good point. Let's, let's do that, because some people, they want to have that... Uh, solo that prestige of oh i soloed skull loss and yeah. i mean yeah. as we've seen that's happened now uh, since yes. the taken kings come out people solo crota all the time haven't seen a solo i have seen a solo atheon kill actually i stand corrected um but stuff like that people want that challenge i can do this by myself even though it requires quote unquote requires six people to do it yeah well I'm taking poe and we're gonna get lots of stuff this wednesday Clan features are coming. Well, some updated clan features like the clan leaderboard. In This Week at Bungie, they shared a picture of what it looks like, and it's a bunch of stats for clan members. It's not comparing clan to clan, it's internal. So you can see the members of your clan, like who had the best single game kill, the best crucible score, the longest killing spree in Prison of Elders, or the longest killing spree in a raid. And you can see all the members of your clan ranked by these different statistics. This will be a part of the April update. So I think that's pretty nice. They're adding the ability to make a, a clan captain. So these are people, I imagine, who are going to get some administrative features of clan stuff. If your clan includes more than 100 people across two platforms, you'll see your members broken out across two rosters in your existing private group. And the older of the two clans will need to be giving a unique name. So like Gunslingers would become Gunslingers PSN and Gunslingers Xbox Live. 
This is only affecting about 200 clans who have more than 100 people across two platforms. We are one of those 200 clans, so thank you, Shout DTS out. members. <laughs> Shoutouts. So when the change goes into effect, you'll probably see DTS Xbox, DTS PlayStation, something, something like that. We'll figure it out, and then we're going to look at the captain features and see if we can give some of you guys uh, some captain places, I guess, once we know what the actual features of it are. What do you think, Diddy? Yeah, I think, I mean, we, I've been reading the um, the public conversation, the public wall on our Destiny to Show clan page on the Bungie website. There's a lot of people, frequent posters there. I've got some people in mind, you know. Maybe we get some captains going on, maybe actually set up some Destiny to Show clan nights, um, whether it's with us, you and I, BBK, or yep. if they just, if you guys just want to do that. I mean, yeah, let's, we want to start doing more things that involve the clan because absolutely we haven't fully utilized all these clan features or uh, i guess really there hasn't been many clan features aside from bungie net but now this is going to help us really showcase oh this fire team that meets up every friday night they have the highest prison of elders score in the clan and they're going to become you know more we prestigious could do prizes we could do we internal could do clan plot like prizes man all right yeah, exactly. that's exciting I have nothing else to say about this week at Bungie. More data mining stuff if you want to dive into that, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Shader Hackers, you sent me this link. It's data mined that there's some text indicating that there is something in the code called Shader Hacker followed by faction description, and it says material coatings for tactical effect or personal pleasure. They also found that there's an image tied to this shader hacker line of text in the coding, and that image is the exact same one that uh, Eva Levante has next to her when you go and buy a shader from her. So this is a new faction-ish. It's being treated in the code like a new faction, right? Yeah, and the term shader hacker, we've I've done some research. Apparently it was like the original name for Eva Levante. So they changed Shader Hacker into a, um, a vendor in the tower who we now know as Eva Levante. So it looks like Eva Levante is going to get reputation similar to the gunsmith. You know, you would rank up Eva Levante reputation in order to unlock other shaders or emblems or things like that. Very good. And we believe these are things like the blue flame helmet when you completed the mm -hmm. nightfall in Armor year effects. one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe like that Taken King looking shader on the picture from this week at Bungie or uh, <laughs> Reach, Reach, inclement weather. Mm -hmm. Inclement weather, uh, grunt birthday party, uh, mm -hmm. the one with the hearts and then the pesticide one. Yeah, so this is all stuff that we're looking forward to with the April update. It's nice to have some data mining again, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Mega Man year one. Oh, we miss you, dude. <laughs> we miss those days. Predicting what Zer would bring before Zer brought it. How did we ever have DTS without you? I don't know how the last, like, eight months we've gotten by, dude. <laughs> well, I think that's it for the Shader Hacker stuff. Marty O'Donnell interview, do you want to dive there? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, what was it? So IGN put out an unedited or raw interview with uh, Marty O'Donnell, and he's speaking out about the whole lawsuit scandal he had with Bungie uh, for the first time, really. And Yeah, really. Uh, and we really got his side of the story. It's not, you know, the full picture. It's just his side of the story. And he's like, you know, the first question he asks is, why were you fired? Why weren't you just 
let go or why didn't you just leave Bungie? And apparently that question is still up in the air. Um, we can, you know, people have been researching, you know, we, we know that what the court documents said, uh, but Marty in this interview, he said, well, I don't really know why I was fired instead yeah. of amicably splitting up from Bungie. So that was uh, confusing there. He noted that he saw some writing on the wall that he wasn't like completely blindsided about it, but he was blindsided about the way it actually happened. You know, he was let go. He was told we'll call you in the next, you know, three days or we'll call you over the weekend. Don't worry. We'll have some way that we can work this out with the press. And then after five days, he didn't get a single call from Bungie. And that's when he took to Twitter and, and Facebook saying, I'm no longer with Bungie because his lawyers were saying, hey, your Twitter bio still reads Bungie employee and you're not anymore. He had lawyers involved from an earlier point. It's just sad hearing that he himself wasn't given a direct, clear answer as to why he was fired. The The court ruled in his favor, and he got the the shares that he obviously uh, deserved. deserved. That, yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah, very shady the way it was handled. Um, you know, Marty could have very easily said to Bungie, hey, I'm going to take some time off, be with my family for a little bit. Maybe I'll come back in the future. And then he just leaves Bungie, you know, something like that. It yeah. could have been like, hey, I'm stepping down as director of audio. I'm no, yeah. I don't want to work with Bungie anymore or something like that. Instead, it's just very it strange that this. he was the very harsh word of you're fired. For somebody, too, who was a member of like the core band of the original Bungie troupe. Yeah, it was weird he was hearing one that of the first employees that Bungie had. It was weird hearing that Paul McCartney called him up on the phone. <laughs> it took me a while to actually figure out which Paul he was talking about. And yeah. it was like, wait a second, you and Paul McCartney are bros and call each other on the phone? Marty, how could you be cooler? Oh, that's right, you now just are. Well, I hope that they're going to show us more. The 12-minute video clip apparently was a part of a longer, like, unfiltered IGN podcast thing. So when the full part of that releases, if it does, I was just going off of YouTube comments, if there was going to be a longer section of it, I will gobble that up in a heartbeat. Like, it was just interesting to hear his two cents on it. You're following Highwire Games and the next, like, game they're working on, right? Highwire Studios? Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, Marty now works for kind of an indie game company called Highwire Games. They're working on a virtual reality game called Gollum or Golem. And Marty's doing the music for that. And so it's it's virtual reality. So he has to think about, oh, how do I approach this from an audio perspective? And I've just been following. They've been producing a ton of content, basically tech demos at this point of mm -hmm. the, the game engine and how it works with virtual reality and everything. Uh, but it's very, very cool. Excellent. Well, I have nothing further to say there other than a little bit sad, a little bit revealing. Good luck to Marty on whatever your next adventure is. Agreed. Last thing I want to talk about here is Reddit thread by Merkwork, and it, the title is Really Hope for Destiny 2. Bungie uses expansions to actually expand on content rather than replacing it. And it all boils down to the fact that when year two got here, we said goodbye to a lot of stuff. Vault of Glass, Crota's End, but more importantly, a lot of exotic weapons and gear that just didn't carry over into year two for, I'm air quoting here, balancing purposes. 
but a lot of unique gameplay styles were just left completely behind with some of these weapons. Like, Diddy, you can name a couple of those because you were playing with them this week. Yeah, Universal Remote. I mean, that's a whole different play style than Galahorn, you know, and that would be another example. Galahorn, Icebreaker, turns PVE, Mythoclast, it turns PVE or PVP into this meta that was so good. We loved it, but, you know, I guess Bungie's like, well, we don't want to do that anymore, so we're just going to cut it off and start over. I'll quote here from the post. In World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy XIV, when a new raid drops, it takes people weeks to months to finish the initial clear. In Destiny, when a new raid drops, it takes a day for top-tier players to a week or two for people to clear it for the first time. And no, I don't think all of our gear should stay relevant forever. This is specifically talking about content. We've talked about this here on the show a bunch, Diddy. Vogue and CE it's fantastic content that most people who've just bought the Taken King Legendary Edition have not done, have not seen. Same thing with Prison of Elders. Having that stuff be left behind in a game that's already not bursting at the seams with content just seems like such a waste. What a radical shift if Prison of Elders is getting an update. Like, that seems like a big change in the philosophy of this whole expansion cycle, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, leaving behind older content Okay, so think about this. You know, when Taken King came out and made Vault of Glass gear and Crota gear basically irrelevant moving forward, you're basically reducing the amount of endgame PvE content that you have. You had two raids, now you have one. Yep. That doesn't make much sense to me because Vault of Glass and Crota Oh, okay, Crota is very much easier than Vault of Glass. Yes. But it's still an encounter that challenges players. And to leave it behind because the rewards don't match up to the current year, that doesn't make sense to me. It's challenging. It's very hard to do Vault of Glass on hard with six people who have barely done it before. You know, obviously we could run through it in about 45 minutes now, but that's with Taken King gear and experienced players. If we took six brand new players to Destiny and threw them in Vault of Glass... It would take them a very long time to do it. And their rewards, obviously they wouldn't be worth it because they're year one gear, but it would be a very rewarding experience clearing that piece of content for the first time. Can't they just adjust the levels of the enemies within Vault of Glass and CE and then just shove a boatload of vanity items in there? Just a lot of really cool appearance-based items that players would want. That, to me, seems like the way moving forward. You don't have to keep the gear rewards like, oh, Vogue needs to have incredible weapon drops for me to do it. I would run Vogue rinse repeat every single week if there were 20 different shaders or class items <laughs> or vanity items for me to get like emblems. Yeah, a Fatebringer emblem that I can rock in my on my Guardian or um, a, a Vex shader. I mean, Chatterwhite. That's the shader of Vault of Glass. You see someone running around with Chatterwhite, you know that they've done the Vault of Glass raid. Glowhu, I mean, that's a silly shader, but you know where it's from because Mm -hmm. it's that raid's shader. I never got to experience the Wrath of the Lich King raid, which everybody, like killing Arthas, was the biggest freaking deal in WoW history for raids. And I wish I could have gotten to do it, but years later... I can still go back through that raid 
with myself or just a couple of other people, because obviously they're way, way easier to kill now that the level cap's been increased, I can still go through that and get vanity items for transmog. And WoW and other MMOs... Transmog. Transmog, which is basically where you say, I've got my gear set, but I want it to look like this. And there are mm-hmm. some restrictions on it, but for the most part, you can make your character look the way you want to. A huge part of Endgame WoW, for people who are bored, is transmog runs. They will go back through old raids over and over again, and they can solo them because they're much more powerful than stuff that came out in the Burning Crusade. To get gear drops to make the set of gear that they want like to look like it's it's a huge fan there's an entire subreddit just for transmog junk (laughs) and infusion kind of allows you to do that make you look like you really want to but without the year one content being able to be infused it doesn't make much sense at this point because we only have one year of content to infuse if we had vault of glass or crotazan gear that we could infuse up to 320 light yep i bet a ton of people would go through the old rage just oh. to get that gear the vault the of chest glass piece gear? Yeah. yeah 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 the, the warlock the hunter, chest piece no, i mean it. the warlock chest piece from crota's end that looks yeah. really cool i love that thing dude all right as we close out today the final stream event is crucible and sandbox updates that's the last event that they're going to do before the big you know thing comes out sandbox quality of life that's what i think but crucible updates I think it's going to be some balancing stuff. Do you think there's a bombshell in there like custom games? Oh, man. <laughs> Thinking about custom games in Destiny before the sequel comes out? I don't know. That would be huge. Um, but that I think would we could big. expect something along the lines of maybe a new game type, game mm. mode. Um, or uh, I, I was thinking about it as you were talking. Um, it'll come to me in a second. SRL's back forever. <laughs> it's a full-time playlist, and you know you want it. Buy another record book. <laughs> Sandbox update, when I hear that, I think of... Um, they're increasing the light level, obviously, so I think they're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, that's what's going to be sandbox, change, sandbox changes, um, different pieces of content that will allow you to get that whatever 340 350 365 light level whatever they're increasing it to um, just different activities to uh, different ways to maybe infuse up to those new light levels that's what i think of when i hear sandbox updates okay maybe like that uh tower stream where they were doing the vault stuff and they're like and you get x amount more space (laughs) we've doubled the vault space (laughs) (laughs) we've doubled it for you and for you and for you well, very good week, man. Where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash Diddy, D-T-S, D-I-T-T-Y, D-T-S, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. Excellent. Remember to follow us over at Destiny the Show on Twitter. Tweet us your responses to this week's show, your opinions on the upcoming April update. Think of my trigger. DestinyTracker.com for all the best places, no, the best place in the interwebs to track your stats in the world of Destiny. Wow, I did that very poorly, Diddy. You can follow me at BBK Dragoon on Twitter and on YouTube. And we'll see you guys next week. Watch the stream this Wednesday to find out about the new stuff we're doing.